Hey, what's going on? Jason Bay here. Welcome to Blissful Prospecting. Got a special announcement for you today. We are officially joining the HubSpot podcast network as of today. I'm super excited because this will allow me to get in front of more sales professionals and sales leaders exactly like you, and I get a ton of support from HubSpot and get to work with their team, and I get podcast coaching and all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm going to have a lot more of this type of content coming at you. But if this is your first time checking out Blissful Prospecting, make sure to subscribe, review the show wherever you listen to it. I'm on a mission to help reps and sales teams turn complete strangers into paying customers. So in this show, we talk about how to have fun while kicking ass at sales, how to make more money and not be ashamed of talking about it, and really why sales is a lifestyle and when we become better people, we become better salespeople. So I'm excited to dig in today. So I had that announcement for you, and the thing I want to share with you today is what I call outbound magic tricks. So the thing when I train sales teams, the very first time we do a call together, is I try not to do what a trainer or coach might do when they come in and have a bunch of long-winded content and a bunch of slides. And what I try to do that first day is give away some really tactical actionable things that are kind of the hacks, so to speak, of outbound, things that you can do that will get quick results. What I would, you know, sort of compare this to is is maybe, you know, intermittent fasting. You know, instead of eating me uh, three meals a day, excuse me, I eat two. And in doing that, I get to eat a little bit more during those meals, but it's less overall calories than eating three. It's a really simple way for me to manage my weight and uh, make sure I don't put on too many extra pounds. So I have some tricks and things like that that I want to share with you. So let's get to it. Number one is low hanging fruit. So there's some really cool ways that you can find prospects either within your target accounts or at new accounts. If you're you know sort of in charge of looking for your own accounts or it could be a way to prioritize assigned accounts. So what you're going to do is you're going to get on LinkedIn sales navigator and you're gonna do your normal prospect searches and in the spotlight section, what you can look for is prospects who are following your company on LinkedIn. So if you work for a decent sized company, odds are you got quite a bit of people following your company on LinkedIn. So you can reach out to prospects following your company. Another one that I like to look for is past employees of existing customers. So what you can do is take your company's customers or customers that you have closed, put them in the past company box in Sales Navigator, and now you can reach out to people who used to work at an existing client of yours. So there's already some social proof. So that's number one, low-hanging fruit. Number two, ask for permission. The number one way that you can get better at your cold calls, if you didn't even change anything else in your pitch, is to add a permission-based opener. So the reason why you want to use something like this and the reason why it works is what this does is it allows you to, allows the prospect for that matter to opt in to the cold call. No one by definition that receives a cold call wanted to get that call, right? They didn't ask you to give them a call. So allowing the person to opt in can make them much more receptive to talking to you. So at the beginning of a cold call, it sounds something like this. Hey David, Jason with Blissful Prospecting. I know I probably caught you in the middle of something, but you got a minute? for me to tell you why I'm calling and then you can let me know if you want to keep chatting. So that works really, really well. Permission-based opener. Sandler sort of popularized these upfront contracts. So they have variations of this too if you want to look into that. You can also, number three, do what I call 
choose boring over creative. So one of the things that works really, really well with subject lines and cold emails is to use short one to three word uh, phrases in your subject line. So one of my clients, they sold a, or I guess they still sell a hardware and software as a service uh, automated welding solution. And I sell these to VPs of operations and manufacturing. You know what subject line worked really well for them? Welders. Had like a 90% open rate for them. So think about when you're writing your email, how instead of being clever, which takes a lot of energy, you could be so boring and straightforward and obvious about what it is that there's just really no mystery behind it. And you're writing these subject lines more as if someone that would email someone that they know how that might look. So one, two, three word boring subject lines. Number four, point voicemails. Super easy one too. So the thinking here and the principle is that if you can connect the channels together and get them to work together, it'll show the prospect that the email you sent them is also the same person that's trying to call them. So instead of asking for a call back on the voicemail, I want you to point the prospect to your email. So at the end of your voicemail, you're gonna say, hey, David, no need to call me back. I'm about to send an email to you and the subject line is cold calling. Go ahead and check it out, it's Jason. Again, the subject line on that email is cold calling. Talk to you later. So you can end the voicemails like that. So point the voicemails to your emails. Number five, probably the most controversial of this list is to use non-pesky bump emails. So what reeks of desperation is the voicemail that, or the email, excuse me, the follow-up email that says, did you get my follow-up? Or I'm following up with my previous email. Did you get my last email? Bumping this to the top of your inbox. Those are really old, outdated, and they all focus on you. What you're gonna do instead is you're gonna bump an email. If it doesn't get response, you're gonna say, any thoughts? Any thoughts? I'm gonna ask you what your thoughts are. I'm not gonna make sure that you got my email. I'm just gonna ask you, what do you think? And this can work pretty well also. And then lastly, I wanna share a couple things that you can do to increase your cold call pickup rates because that's really the hardest part of cold calling right now is people don't pick up the phone. You know, you're lucky right now if you have a 5% pickup rate on your cold call. So here are some things that you can do to increase it. One, whenever your prospect responds to your email, immediately pick up the phone and call them, even if it's let's book a meeting because it'll happen faster over the phone and you're less likely to have back and forth that could turn into potentially nothing. So when the prospect emails you back, you know what's usually in their email signature? Cell phone number or direct line. You're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call them. Second thing you can do is call people who open your emails. So these are folks that are opening emails more than two or three times. If you can call people while they are opening up your emails, it's a pretty good indicator that, hey, this person's probably not doing something or probably not occupied if they're in their inbox. And then lastly, this is one of my favorites, you can call on Monday morning or Friday afternoon. The reason why this works is that most salespeople are trained not to call on these days, so prospects end up getting fewer calls on those days. And I've seen pickup rates as high as 20, 30% on those days. So Monday mornings, Friday afternoons around 1, 2 p.m. local time for the prospects, pretty good. There you have it. So one, low-hanging fruit. Two, ask for permission in your cold calls. Three, choose boring over creative subject lines. Four, point voicemails. Five, 
use non-pesky bump emails like any thoughts. And lastly, use some of those tricks that I shared to increase your pickup rates. That's all I got for you today. I'm super excited to be on the HubSpot Podcast Network. What I would really appreciate from you is if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, please subscribe, give it a like, rating, that sort of stuff. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I would love a review and for you to subscribe so I can keep these coming at you. And that's all I got for today. Thanks for tuning in.